Hey everyone, I wanted to take a moment between our first few episodes to break down just what DMB On Demand has been over the years, what it is today, and what we're evolving into. Way before DMB On Demand, I was just a fan, and before I was a fan, I was very much not a fan. In fact, I didn't like the band much at all. You see, I grew up in the MTV generation, so all I heard were the hits. Crash, so much to say, and Satellite, and they were played far too often. So I got a little burned out on it before I could even give it a shot. One day I was at my girlfriend's house and was looking at her walls and she literally had writing on the wall. And I was blown away by one set of text and told her that she had sincere talent and was very impressed with what she had put down. As it turns out, it was a DMV lyric. So she gave me a couple CDs before these crowded streets, under the table and dreaming. And I listened hard, but I had to print off the lyrics. This was before cell phones. I had to print off the lyrics in order to decipher the Yoda-esque nature of Dave's delivery of songs. One day I was listening to Warehouse and I was able to understand the lyrics without any help. I had cracked the proverbial code from that point on, I understood the Dave speak in songs, and I was hooked. So I started off purchasing everything I could possibly purchase, all the studio albums, the live albums, the EPs, the live tracks, and had arguably one of the best collections of official content out there. And then I heard about the tapes. I heard that DMB used to allow soundboard recordings and tapers at their shows, and a new frenzy collection began with a new goal, to get every note of DMB music possible via the tapes. I also took to getting as many official and unofficial videos of the band that I could find, whether it be an individual taping an old show or the DVDs that the band had released. It took some doing, and a few terabytes later, I finally got to the point where I felt close to accomplishing that dream. So fast forward to 2010, and I have a vault of DMB material just collecting dust. This was before YouTube was really big with consistent content coming from bands. So I decided to take all of the DVDs I had, all of the videos that I had, and split them up into tracks and upload them individually to a website with no ads or attempts to monetize in an effort to help promote the band through media and get more exposure for the fans. After splitting all the tracks up and editing them, I uploaded them and we launched DMBeyondDemand.com. It was pretty fantastic, and it got shoutouts from Boyd and Tim, and had a great ride for all of two weeks. And then we got a phone call from the band's management company. They couldn't have been more professional or kind to a group of diehard fans. They said that they liked the notion, the idea, the name, and the quality but simply couldn't allow it from an unofficial source. So that was that. I closed the site, and I had this wealth of media collecting dust again. Over the next few years, we built up groups on Twitter and Facebook with whom we'd share non-official media with. Our Facebook group, DMB On Demand, got up to a thousand members pretty quick, and Twitter got up to a few thousand relatively quick as well. We've kept both groups active throughout the years and formed a sort of DMB family inside of them. A subset of the bigger DMB family where our niche is everything centers around the media. Uh, 
strangers. They're met with kindness and a wealth of DMB media to add to their own collection and the ability to talk about what the music means to them. On a side note, one of our longtime friends, Corey, actually started the hashtag and notion of DMB Couch Tour underneath our brand. It has since went on to its own platform and is just stunning in how they place an individual at the show right from the comfort of their own sofas using pictures, set lists, live video, audio, etc. If you haven't already done so, make sure to head to Twitter and give DMB Couch Tour a follow before the 2020 tour gets fully underway. So we took a break, an extended break from Twitter, and came back in 2019 to begin doing the song of the day. I'm a graphic and web designer by trade and have long wanted to apply my craft to the love of music and the song of the day filled that gap. Each day a member of our extended family picks a song and I break it down into little portions and tweet them out throughout the day and evening. The lyric is accompanied by a handmade graphic or digital print and a video of the song. This new feature caught on like wildfire as people were now getting little DMB bumps throughout the day and they increased their DMB interaction in a two-fold approach to bringing a bit of joy and peace into their life. After a while, I started to get daily requests for the artwork that was going in the song of the day. I saw that there wasn't very many quality DMB designs out there and decided to open up a shop using pro-grade quality designs centered around the lyrics we all know and love. It took nearly a month to finally open, but DMB On Demand version two opened in January of 2019 with over 500 items in its digital shelves. Due to the quality of the designs, the store became an instant success. Mind you, success does not mean money in the bank. It means compensation for time. That is about what we get each month, and I'm totally fine with that. We stay true to the on-demand portion of our name and allow customers to add text such as dates, names, venues, song titles, etc. to the designs, and we also allow the community to pick new songs they want to see represented in the store. Shortly after that, and in order to help dig deeper into the minds and hearts of the DMB community, we added a new feature to our Twitter account, the Dreaming Tree Sessions. Once or twice per week, we post a premium graphic that appears to be made from wood, because the Dreaming Tree has died, and ask a question that goes straight to the heart of the viewer. Examples are, if you could play one song for the world to hear, what would it be and why? Or, if you could only hear three songs for the rest of your life, what would they be and why? This was met with an overwhelming sense of vulnerability and love from everyone that got involved. It started many conversations on what we could do to harness the shared love of the music and direct it into something positive, something that shines a light on the power of the shared love and then attempting to understand it so as to use it for something bigger than all of us. From those conversations, one idea kept coming up over and over again, a podcast. So my first DMB show didn't happen until The Gorge in 2019. It was a spiritual experience for me. I was with thousands of like-minded individuals, all celebrating music as one. And it sparked a question. The question was, well, what brought them here? If we're sharing the high tide, maybe it's because we shared the low tide. Those Dark and lonely points in our life were tended to by the same music, and in the same music, we're never really alone. So, just as we celebrate together at live shows, we can also heal together through the music. 
At this point, I was on a quest to get as many DMB fan stories as possible, to see what the music has meant to them in the best moment of their life and the worst moment of their life. What did being a part of the DMB community mean to them? This quest is the evolution of DMB On Demand in the form of a podcast where each week we'll bring a guest on to open up and share their story with like-minded individuals. I'll also share a personal story each week that complements the guest. We'll include some brand and band news in each episode, and the format may change as we grow, as we're open to being nudged in a different direction so long as it sticks to the underlying goal of exploring our commonality in the music, to share with the community and the band just how much the music has shaped our lives individually and collectively over the years.